This is Terry Montesi, CEO of Trademark Property Company. Welcome to Trademark's podcast, Leaning In, where we look at the future of retail and mixed use and how we can lean into it while others are leaning out. This is part one of a two-part episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is Chuck Steelman, Trademark's Vice President of Experience. Today, I'm speaking with Alan Urbanski, real estate editor and manager of Chain Storage Magazine. Al is actually our very first media guest, and today he's gonna explain his unique perspective of the industry, and we're gonna dive into what made Trademark's Galleria Dallas number three on Chain Storage list of top 10 retail center experiences for 2021. Hey, Al, you currently serve as the real estate editor for Chain Storage, the country's oldest retail-focused publication. Can you please share your background and how you got to where you are today and a brief overview of CSA's current editorial focuses? Yeah, absolutely. And good to be with you, Chuck. I've been in this business quite a long time, and I mostly have covered sales, marketing, consumer products, and retail. It's only been five years ago that I took over the real estate beat at, at Chain Storage. And I just got to tell you, uh, from my perspective, and I'll tell you about the magazine, I find it to be the best, most fascinating thing I've ever covered with the greatest people, of which you're, you're one of them, Chuck. But seriously, real estate people in all areas of real estate, but commercial real estate, are just like passionate people. And, and I think, you know, for any retailers watching this, real estate people have to have the vision 10, 15, 20 years ahead of time because a lot of money and planning goes into buying and building those spaces, right? And so that's what's kind of, it's a good lead in for this because that's kind of what's going on now. There's a recharge. And as for chain storage, yeah, been around, I think, 98 years, focus on operations. So we don't write a whole lot about marketing, but we'll write about uh, financial issues, expansions. Uh, we have a, a trade show that's coming up this month called Specs. That's for the construction trades, architects. So uh, yeah, we're involved in kind of a lot of what you are. What's coming up? Well, you're the first member of the media that we've actually had as a guest on the Trademark Podcast. From your perspective of the industry, what do you think needs to change most in brick and mortar retail? And what do you see as the future of brick and mortar? The thing that's funny. I'm just going to tell you because I, you know, I, I interview a lot of um, CEOs of retail real estate companies. A lot of this was not new to them. The changes they're making now, they've been thinking about it for years or doing it. Uh, you guys at Trademark have been doing it. I mentioned Preet, uh, Joe Cordino at Preet. You know, seven years ago, he, he set uh, some strictures down for sales per square foot and he'd sell them all if they didn't make it. But what's what's changed now is, and nearly all of these ladies and gentlemen who run these companies have told me this. There was a good and bad with COVID because the bad, we know they had to shut down, file chapter 11, deal with all that stuff. But it actually gave them time to sit down and do things they talked about doing for five, 10 years. Uh, Steve Levin, uh, he said, you know what? It was kind of good because we wanted to do this thing to more omni-channel. He said, but you know, we were too busy. And we started a task force and got it done. So I think that the future of brick and mortar retail is solid as long as it finds the best way to mesh with online and advance online. 
and I think you know this, you see this by seeing a lot of um, direct-to-consumer brands coming into your units, I'm sure. Chain Storage recently announced its top 10 retail center experiences for 2021. Trademarks Gallery of Dallas was named number three on that list. Can you please share more about this award? Like, what was the criteria? And how did you guys find and determine the centers that were named on the list? So we started this five years ago. It was when I came into this arena. You know, one of, one of the good things, and actually there was an example of this on our list, like when you're brand new to something, everything's new. So a lot of things that you think is, oh, well, we didn't do that. But I said, well, wait a minute. I don't think people are paying as much attention to this in magazines and websites. And that is, it's all about experience. You know, it's all I kept seeing. So this is not new to developers such as yourself. You just can't put sales and products out there anymore in this in this age. You have to give people a good time, a good experience, other reasons to come there. So that's how the award started. The way with their pick, it's kind of like the Miss America contest. If you if you want to be Miss America, Chuck, you got to enter. So I got to have a talent so too, you know. <laughs> you you, you got to enter. We put up uh, call the nominations on our website, and and so I, this year I think we got about forty three nominations for the 10. And, you know, really, it was a simple thing. Look, I have editorial staff gets the list of nominations. I might give them some tips about certain things. I also appealed to them that I would like to get every sector of retail real estate covered, malls, outdoor, mixed use, and just give me your top 10 list. And uh, I put them all together and, and that's how it happens. Well, we were excited to be on the list, especially to land number three. So it was very exciting for Trademark to celebrate this win with Gallery of Dallas. You had votes from every one of the judges. And one of the things that, that you know, a couple of the things that you did great, but what I thought was, what's the top experience of the year? Christmas. That's where you make most of your money. Make sure you're doing that real well. And you guys do. <laughs> You know, I will say at Trademark Property, all of our centers, especially this past year when we were dealing with the pandemic, really did a great job because we we thought about, you know, you talked about the experience. And that's one of the things that we really wanted to make sure we preserved is the magic of the holiday season and to keep those experiential moments for families and children alive, because that's really what makes the difference is, you know, why would I want to risk coming out to a center if I'm not going to have this emotional experience with my family and Santa. So overall, all of the properties that Trademark has in our portfolio did an excellent job with Holiday and especially at Gallery of Dallas with that 95 foot tall Christmas tree right in the middle of the ice rink, which is the tallest indoor tree in the United States. So it's always fun and festive to be inside Galleria during the holiday season. What you guys did was made it a must to go there. That's true. We, you know, it was when you see the tree, it's just automatically one of those things that gets you super excited about holidays, and it's the perfect yeah. backdrop for a photo. Everybody's looking for a great social media moment, and so why not be photographed in front of the United States' tallest indoor Christmas tree? Yeah, I mean, I lived in Manhattan most of my life. Every year, I'd make sure I went down to Rockefeller Center to see the tree. Well, trademark property is making a conscious effort to consider diversity and inclusion. Are you seeing this trend across the industry? And did this trend weigh in to the top 10 rankings? Yeah, I mean, it weighed in is on its own. Uh, it's something that it wasn't on a list that we looked for. But I think it's just really, truly 
a subset of local. And that this, I think, is one of the big changes in the old mall and the new mall. You went into a mall, it was all the same specialty retailers. I mean, you, know, you could pretty much count who was there. Younger people, millennials, Gen Zers, bored by that. No, not good. So everyone's going local. So you have, you folks did it in Dallas. That was a great thing that, that you did. It was, it was a fashion. Was it a was it fashion event? Yeah, we did. Well, we did several things, I think, that kind of falls into this category. But most importantly, I thought the black fashion movement pop up shop that we did was great, where we were able to bring in a lot of local African-American fashion designers. But we also invited designers from all over the United States where customers were able to come in and meet the creators or the founders of a brand, shop the collection. And, you know, it made a significant impact on those individuals' businesses. And that's what I thought was so successful for me. It was attracted thousands of people into the center during Juneteenth weekend. But most importantly, Trademark Property was able to take smaller brands and give them an opportunity to sell in a one of the nation's top centers at Galleria Dallas. So I think that is what I think is so critical and, and exciting about this movement is being able to celebrate diversity in a way that you can change the course of someone's future by making their business more impactful. Absolutely. And I mentioned that, that um, Crete in Philadelphia does it and Mace Rich at Fashion District. They have a, a whole section that are essentially local, but they tend to be a lot of, you know, merchants who live in Philadelphia and um, it's fantastic. And, and, and actually in their, uh, I had been at an event in another one of their malls where a woman had come and I was talking with her and she said, you know, being in, being in this mall, she said, you know, she was doing a, a mail order business with socks. And she said, like a bunch of my friends are like, wow, you know, you're in the Cherry Valley mall. You've got, you've made it big. And, and she said the attention they get is great. The other thing that's going on, though, just to mention, uh, there, there's a, a developer named David Bramble. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a very interesting guy based in Baltimore. He did a project in Baltimore that's just phenomenal. It was an old, I don't know if you know Baltimore, there are some sections that are just not redeveloped for 40 years. And this was like an old plant, an old warehouse and construction plant. He bought it. Uh, worked with the city to get funding. They got a supermarket in there. They've got uh, the, the place is called, oh, I forget the name of the center, but the streets was the name of the, the grocery center. They have Chipotle in there. They've got LA Fitness and they're going to keep doing more of these. So I think you're going to see it, this happening all across the country. I really don't think it's still part of that local when I think about diversity and inclusion, during the pandemic, we, we we started a series called Talent Talks, which was a virtual opportunity for people to zoom in with Galleria Dallas and, you know, meet a designer or meet a celebrity or learn about makeup trends. And we were actually excited that we hosted a Spanish speaking virtual experience with Mexican actor Mark Tosher. And it was our most successful Zoom that we did during the shutdown. And we saw that, you know, when we were able to attract hundreds of Spanish speakers to participate in something, we thought this was a, a really exciting thing to see. And of course, you know, during Pride, we partnered with the Turtle Creek Corral, which is a local men's chorus in Dallas. So they were able to do their very first performance since the pandemic, right in the middle of Galleria Dallas. And then we were able to celebrate their organization and what they do all in the month of June, which was a great way to, again, show that we are committed to making a difference in the area of diversity and inclusion. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys do a lot of events. That's the other big word, activation, right? So when you just had sales in the old days, and now you're having an event once, twice, three times a week, reach out to everybody that's in your catchment area and beyond. Yeah, you're right. And I love the fact that we look at experiences as what can we do to attract people that you can't do online? So having these types of experiences and activations really are the difference. It separates brick and mortar to me from online and it allows customers the opportunity to shake the hand and meet a designer, to have a glass of champagne with their favorite friend while they're shopping and having a good experience. Well, the top 10 list focuses on centers that go beyond shopping excellence and focuses on the guest experience. In your opinion, what makes for a good retail experience and like what elements are needed that centers need to incorporate to have a successful guest experience? It's funny, you know, that I do this job. I'm a typical, you know, classic male shopper. I know what I want. I bought the same jeans for the last 30 years. I know where they are. Okay. I know a few other things I want. I know the store I'm going to. And to me, it's a military mission to get in and out as soon as possible. However, since I've been touring these facilities and looking at it from a portion of what you folks do, you know, what I think makes a great retail experience as I've seen all these centers is, do I want to go back there? It's like, you got to get me there. That's one. But I think the main thing is get me back. And so it's it's special things that are there. So I'll think of um, uh, Crocker Park, west of uh, Cleveland. And I don't know if you know Bob Stark that created Crocker Park. He's, a, he's an incredible guy. But it's just it's just a cool place to be. It's like being in a town. It was a, you were in Ohio. You just drove through this town that was Crocker Park. You go, hey, this looks like a cool place. Let's stop and have lunch and check it out. So that's it. Surprise me you know, and, and make me want to come back. Over the years, what has been the most surprising thing to you about the list? And were there any new surprises this year on that top 10 retail experience list? I would say there's only one surprise. And I told you before, I try to get every sector in. One of the sectors that doesn't nominate themselves a lot are neighborhood centers, grocery anchored centers. Although there are some that are incredible and do new things. But we had Melody Farms. Let's get the name of the town in Illinois, but it's north of um, uh, Chicago. But it's Regency Centers, and they just built it. I think it opened in 17. But it was an upscale neighborhood, and they said, we want to do an outdoor center. But, uh, you know, their marketing director said, you know, most of those centers, people drive into them. They drive to one big box store. They come out of there, they get in their cars, drive to the next big box store in the same center. We wanted to make it a community center. So they kind of did it inside out and have green space, playgrounds, art exhibitions, things like that. What they had done, and they did research beforehand, asking people in the area you know, what they were looking for in a center. So I thought that that was great. And I think that's something we're going to see a lot more, a little more intensive research on the demos. And uh, people are picky, as we know, and you know, the and online makes them pickier. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear the rest of the conversation. To learn more about Trademark, visit trademarkproperty.com.